When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Dear Albie, we are in another quarantine edition. Since that is the case, my options are limited. I am here with my mother. Hi. And my father. What's up? But good for you guys, because you guys are quite literally the... uh, uh, I don't say it like that. I usually say literally. I don't want people to go. You know what I mean? Literally. Um, uh, The, the, uh, for obvious reasons, fan favorites. I mean, outside of obviously, like, you know, Candace and Jules are are, are standard and staples, but, um, you know, and Christopher and... People got a lot of emotion about Lauren lately, but you that's know. good. That's good. Emotions are good, whether they're positive or negative. It's an emotion. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong it's with that. It's always good. In this in this business, we need it. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 Getting into that really quick. Um, I don't know. I felt a lot of emotions last show. Did you happen to listen to the last show, Mom? Al, my life has been completely upside down. I did hear bits and pieces of the show, um, but I don't. You know, the only day, way I know what day it is. Is when I take my vitamins in the morning, and it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So no, I haven't done anything. Got it. Well, um, last show, uh, Dad told the story, and you guys, you know, we've been doing these. Um, we've been releasing a ton of episodes, so you got to go go back. It'll just be the one after that, one before this. But there's a ton other. We haven't been doing just two a week. We did a lot. Well, a lot I, I do know there was something mentioned of a purchase made when we were buying the house. Um, there was a, a purchase made. The house, Dad told the story about um, you ordering uh, uh, two 36 inch cocks. Correct. Um, a lot of people wanted to get your perspective on what that phone call from him was like, if you could recap that for us. Well, that's that's your father. Daddy takes everything, just in case anybody knows. Al takes everything very, very literal. So now, obviously, with the understanding that he... he uh, he didn't think it was obviously what the what it read, but in his mind... Well, gee, that's funny. Let me see what it says. So I get the phone call, and I didn't understand what he was talking about because I didn't think of it as the 36-inch white cock and the 36-inch black cock. I thought it was, oh, I got these cute little rooster <laughs> pieces of work for, for my wall. You weren't looking at an itemized bill, basically. No. So I'm like, he calls me and goes, what's this thing with the 36-inch black cock and the 36-inch yeah. like, I'm like, what are you talking about? And I said, oh, the cute roosters. What is that? Siri's talking from the other Yeah, room. Alexis had it. Yeah. I don't know which one of our robots are about to take over the house right now. Mm. So did you, did, was it a joke? Did you get it? Did you sense it was a joke? Or was he like clearly thinking that you were ordering some type of uh, weird whatever to the house? Well, when daddy, when daddy has a question, it's usually, Kat, what is this thing about the 36-inch black hawk? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he says, oh, and then I said, Albert, those are roosters. They're roosters for the wall. And then, like, so he takes everything very literal. Well, well how are you supposed to take it? Well, what? The paper says 36-inch cock. What are you supposed to think? All right, if I'm going to do something like that, I'm not billing it to you. All right? Oh, wow. <laughs> so there's that. 
That's so it rough. Comes up too. All right. There you go. Now, once again, I'm back to wish I never brought this up. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so glad you're both here. I you do you see how I have to adjust after that? I don't even like hearing the words. Well, I don't even know you, why I you started. It. I, look, you I, started. I am a vessel. I am here to right. be the voice of the people that write in. But you know, we we try and be good to everybody. This right. is what we do. Okay, hey, listen, that sh- that tells me you're doing your job and you're doing it well. That's so all. Congratulations. Thank you so much for that. You're Thank welcome. you so much. You're well, welcome. Let's all just start, you know, hammering away at some of this advice. This came in at the mailbag. Dear Albie, mailbag at gmail.com. Guys, also, tell your friends, guys. I know everyone, you're sitting around, you got nothing but time. Tell your friends about the show. Jules did a bingo. I don't know if you saw that. I played bingo. How'd you do? I got bingo. I didn't get bingo. Would you believe that? Wow. Actually, wait. I you should have gotten I think bingo. I did at the very bottom row. Was the only Because I was like, oh, I got to be good for, you know. And I wasn't really. I think I was the center row, top to bottom. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it, the bingo, Dad? I, I did on Instagram, but they go so quick, you can't really read the boxes. You have to keep going back. No, you take a picture of it. You, you take a picture of the first one, and then you play. Yeah, I well, guess. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll get it for you. I'll get it to I, you. I could do that easily. I think Daddy I, should I play bingo. The, I don't have the time I'm for curious that to see what he what he uh, chooses. I, it would be fun, you know, because eventually one day uh, it would be fun to, like, out someone in the family. That especially would be great to, to have, like, a pseudonym that has been writing in, like, Dear Albie questions. Yes. That would be pretty funny. Because there's a lot of people that we're very, very close to, some of which don't follow me on my regular Instagram, but follow the show. And talk to everybody on Dear Albie. I will say this. The Dear Albie Instagram is fantastic. Jules is a, a gem. She's a gem. She must be protected at all costs. Yes. Dear Albie Mailbag at gmail.com. We are still in quarantine, um, which means every question will be answered. We're going to try and fly through these today. Dear Albie, my son is a senior in high school. School is now closed for the rest of the year. God bless the parents. This means no prom, no senior year end of activities, no graduation ceremony, no parties, etc. My son and I don't feel bad about this at all. We realize that our health and well-being are what matters most right now. Sure, we're a little disappointed at first, but now we both see past all this and are looking forward to what the future holds. I try and keep things real with my kid. The hard truth, but also I stay generally positive about most things. We are being judged by some family and friends because we are not heartbroken over missing out on the senior year rites of passage. People think we should be very upset about this. I see others post about it, missing out on senior stuff, all day, every day, and I bite my tongue. Everyone is allowed to feel how they choose, right? Are we wrong? Your thoughts? What does the Don think? Signed, uh, Georgina. Fan from day one, listen to the podcast mornings at work. Use my name. Ain't no shame. Be well. P.S. We'll celebrate with my kid when this is over. Maybe not a fancy party since the time will have passed. Maybe we'll take him out for a nice dinner. That's from uh, Georgine. I applaud Georgine. Georgina, I applaud you. I don't know if it's George. I don't want want to get this right. Go ahead. J-O-R-G-I-N-E. Georgine? Georgine. J-O-R-G-I-N-E. Georgine. Georgine. Yeah. I applaud you. You know why? She's keeping it real. Um, listen, sure, it's disappointment. It's not the end of the world. I do, I do think it's cute when I see the uh, photos on Facebook and stuff where the girls wear their prom gowns because that's a special moment in a girl's life to be dressed up like a princess or feel special. And, and a lot of girls think about their prom dresses for years. So I like what they're doing. I like that they're getting dressed up and going in their backyards or in their living rooms and having a photo shoot. That's fun. That's positive. That's progressive, you know, in thinking moving forward. To sit and cry, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to walk. Oh, my God, I can't. You can't do anything about it. It is what it is. 
right? So am I going to sit and cry about it or am I going to just say, okay, that's life. When this is all over, maybe on, you know, we'll, we'll go to, out to a nice dinner, like she says. Um, but do, do, are you going to bring your kid down and just get over it? It is what it is. People are dying. You know what I mean? True story. So I'm, I'm going to look at my child and say, okay, I understand. Dress up for prom. Uh, guess what? I'll make you a banging dinner and we'll have, you know, a, a great dinner for the night that was supposed to be your gra- graduation. We'll celebrate it internally in the house. But to sit and cry over it, there are bigger problems in this world. That child is going to face bigger problems and more real problems in life than this. God willing that they're they, that we're healthy and able and get out of this in in a few weeks. And you make do with what is now and you celebrate what's to come in your way. It's okay to be disappointed, but you don't sit and cry over it. And as a parent, you have to teach your kid, guess what? This is life. We're going to get through it. People are worse off than you. Be sad for a day. You want to be sad, be sad for a day, be sad for two days and get over it. What do you think, Al? Mom's fired up. And she's throwing yeah. around. Right? She's, this is like this is vintage. I, I, I think you would agree with you me. You are on the view. Well, it's largely... Um, the problem with society in general, you know, we're, we're just so worried about every little thing. You know, being, gonna hurt your feelings. You know, oh my God. Uh, so I hurt your feelings. Everybody gets a trophy. Do you think, and, you know, do you think, the, do you think the school wants this? Do you think, gets you an know, F and, yeah. uh, nobody wants this. Get nobody wants it. We're stuck in the house. I haven't been out of the house in weeks. Nobody wants this. Now, so that's their story. It's part of their journey. On the positive side. And, 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 and that's where parents really need to take these, and it breaks your heart as a parent. Terrible. But on the positive side, you need to take this opportunity to make it a learning make it a learning experience so that the child basically starts to learn to deal with disappointment right. and handle disappointment in the most positive way possible. Correct. So that because in your life you're going to have disappointment. So one of the things that we've done, I think, horribly wrong, um, my generation in raising kids, uh, we made a big blunder, I think. Um, You know, I watched as, you know, I have a unique spot in my job because, remember, I do parties for um, organizations, associations, charities, churches, um, all kinds of different people, Boy Scouts of America. I mean, name it. Every social fabric, the Girl Scouts, cheerleaders, athletic dinners, etc. The point is, all through the 80s, and you don't see it anymore, hardly at all, because I think it's just so ingrained in the culture, you don't have to say it. But all through the 80s and early 90s, everybody was like, you're special. Everybody in the room is special. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. That was the worst thing we did. It was... So, so harmful to try to tell everybody that everybody's great and everybody's special and everybody wins. And no, there's no losers. There's only winners. Eh, Wrong. A lot of you in the room are not special. Okay. There's there's you're three not. people in the room. There's, you're not. It's me. No, and no, me no I'm talking about I'm talking about a fictitious room of 100, 200 no, people. You sit in the room. Special, you talked about this. You know what? He's the special kind. You of have the typical one. room of 300 people, where everybody at the podium is saying how special everybody is and everybody is great. Guess what, people? You're all not great. You're all not special. Some of you are a mess. Okay. Get uh, all, we well, let that. me finish. I think you're taking it to the let extreme. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Okay. And the minute you can 
face that reality that some of you might not be so special. That is the first step of putting yourself on track to be special, to gain skills, to get better at life or anything else that you do so that you can improve yourself. But to take someone who virtually has no skills, lazy, et cetera, et cetera, and convince them through brainwashing that they're amazing, special, and fabulous is a disservice. You have to understand the entire thing. You can't just listen to a sound bright. You have to listen to the whole story. I hear what you're saying, but I also agree that, listen, when you look at people as a whole, I look. let's look at our three kids, for instance. Each of them have unique talents and unique personality traits. All right, look at myself. There are things about me that, okay, some would consider, okay, well, she's got a knack for that. And there are things that I could say, I, I don't belong in a room doing this with that person because I have no skills, I have no talent at it, et cetera, et cetera. However, if you're a good person, if you are kind and everything, there, I don't, there are some people on this world that just, in this world that just stink. They're born rotten. Well, I believe we're not that. talking about no, that, though. But, but the, my point is there is something in everybody that you could say, you know what? Yes, we, we, we are special, okay? But I won't sit there, and we never did it with our kids and said, you know what? You deserve this trophy because you got up and went to the ballpark. No, 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 no. You don't deserve that trophy because you got up and went to the ballpark. That's what you're supposed to do. When they would, would come downstairs and say, Mom, I made my bed today. And I would say, what do you want, a trophy? You're supposed to make your bed every day. That's what we did, and I think that's where you're going with that. Um, but uh, getting back to the prom thing, yes, as a parent, your heart hurts for these things, for these moments that your kid was looking forward to. So you make those moments your own. You have a nice graduation dinner in your house. I don't care if it's meatloaf. If that's what that I get it, but, you know? but the, my, my point is the biggest important takeaway from this is this, okay? There has to be a balance. So mom first has to console and dad, right? Oh, gee, son, this is awful. What a shame, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now you had your moment. You had your little, mm. oh, everybody feels sorry for me thing. That's Now it's over. Right. Now shake it off. Move forward. Pull up your freaking socks, okay? And what's next? Let's do the next thing. How about college graduation, son? When you graduate college, you're going to you're going to have a great ceremony. Whatever. But well, even I mean, so, you can really make, quick. You, you celebrate with the best way you can at the moment. You give and it, that's what you do. You, you give, give it them the max in the moment. Right. Sure. But let's be clear, let's be fair to Georgine here. She's handling this probably even better than that. She's she's saying she doesn't feel bad at all. She's wondering if she's messed up. Oh, no. She's no, not messed up. Not point. She's George, not. She's 100%. She's not messed uh, up at all. So am I. I think she's not messed up at all. A couple right. of big things, okay? There's two sets of perspective, and I, you know, we've had a couple of you know, zigzags here. So I'll try and get to everything. But from the get with this, right, you got to keep it in perspective. There are a lot worse things that are happening right now of than course. cancer proms. Okay? Of course. And you've got to go day by day, and you have to look at it like a win. Hey, we're still here. You know what I mean, and that's a big deal because it's it is getting getting you know scary out there. So you have to, you know, keep everything in perspective and not lament over things that, in the long term, while it's nice, they ultimately do not matter. That's number one. Now, perspective number two, as far as the who's special, who's not thing. Okay, as somebody who grew up in the I guess generation of participation trophies, I don't necessarily remember requesting any participation trophies. I, I don't remember asking to be told I was special all the time or anything like that. But no, but you weren't because it was a family. Well, right. Well, when you came home, it was very, very different than when it was at school. So I, I, I agree that like you know, rose-colored glasses in in a school situation is not exactly the way to go. Oh, but so, I'll say this so too. Let's, go ahead. 
So my point is very simply, a lot of it, I think, when it comes down to the her friends, to tie it into the Georgine question, I think as a society, we really buy into what we're told. Here are the moments that are important. Here are the life-shaping moments that you need to signify as, oh my God, there are milestones in your life and prom is one of them. To be honest with you, I mean, prom to me was a fun time. It was cool. Like, you know, whatever. It's one of those things that you remember almost because you're told that you have to. And the same thing with how we kind of, you know, what we're taught in school and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? I saw a really, really weird, weird I, I couldn't believe I agreed with this. Tiger King Joe Exotic. Tiger King. Was speaking at a high school, and it looked like some kind of debate. And he said, you know, when I was in school, which is so weird because, you know, look how he ends up. Right. right? It was woodshop, home mech. Yes. Uh, mechanics, whatever it is. Uh, 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 life skills. All, all these different life skills. He goes, you don't need trigonometry to work at a McDonald's. And I was like, holy shit, I actually agreed with that. Because you don't earn. Like, I never had in one moment in high school, and I don't think college either, anybody walked me through taxes. Mm-hmm. You learned accounting. Right. But like, nobody said, oh, hey, here's how, like, here's the best way to handle the tax situation, or here are the different types of jobs that are out there. Here, you know what I mean? Like, there's not. It's funny because I got a lot of, I got a lot of blowback uh, when I was on Housewives, and I forget what show I was on or what I was doing when talking about. The three of you, 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 your brother and your sister. Um, Albie went through college, graduated, uh, went to law school after that. Uh, Christopher, uh, Lauren went to trade school, and Christopher went to what we call the school of life. And if you remember, uh, we had these conversations with Lauren and Christopher. We're like, I'm not sending you to college. You know why? Because you're using it as a tool to party or whatever the case may be. I'm not wasting it. We weren't those parents that needed the the pedigree of our kids going to college oh my kid goes here my child goes here when they're not going to do what they're supposed to do there i knew we knew collectively um what you kids what your what your talent was right al so we knew that lauren had a gift for dealing with people she loved doing hair she loved doing makeup christopher Christopher will walk into a room of 500 people and he'll walk out of that room. Every one of those 500 will be his friend. Albie, you are very business oriented. Albie looks at, you know, charts and numbers and growth and business and contracts. That's where Albie shines. So we took each of you. And and again, that goes back to what you're saying about, oh, you're special. We took each of your things and we kind of um, went with their personalities to where it should go. Right. right? So, we, we just didn't follow the mindless model of them. Our child has to go to college or, you know, we, we basically uh, took a, assessed each child for what their skill set was right. and, and, and decided what we we're going to do. Now, it doesn't mean Christopher couldn't go to college. Right. I, I remember the conversation. We took, we went to Christopher, look at Christopher barely got out of high school. Right. I mean, I mean, not that his grades were so terrible, but he just didn't give a shit and got, got through high school with mega personality. He's probably the most remembered kid in his class by the teachers. Well, I'll, I'll never forget. And I think he posted it. Well, no, many years ago, uh, again, used to go into school for the, teacher parent teacher conference and I would sit there and that they would say to me Mrs. Manzo your children have amazing personalities and they have a knack for um you know social skills yeah and they would say to me your children aren't going to get through life 
with their smile and their sense of humor and the way they talk to people. And I remember telling, don't you ever squash that in my kids. Don't you? Because that is how they, my children, I'm not speaking, my children will get through life. And when we became part of Housewives and all that, the teacher that said that to me tweeted Christopher and said, Something to the effect, I'm a, I apologize for what I said about you and, and your, to your family. Um, you were right. Well, so, I mean, look, I don't think the lesson – I know what you're trying to say, and, right. and I know you're not saying this specifically, but I, I don't think the lesson is, hey, hold out and do what you want to do in case you wind up on a reality show. No, of course but not. But I think it's just be yourself. And don't reality, be told. The reality show is not what I'm talking about with yeah. Christopher. Christopher, as you well know, has this way with people, and, and he and, – he was meant to be in the school of life, as we called it. By go- he had a tremendous education with Daddy at the Brownstone that I don't think any school could have taught him. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you know. You know so that was his. We, that's we where his place was. Yeah. We'll get you know? off track maybe well, well, a little bit. No, well, I think I don't think it's really so much that. I think I think it's it's part and parcel of the same thing. Because when it comes to Georgine, I think it'd be like Georgine is really the message. Because right. I don't think Georgine is being Georgine is saying, "Hey, look." There are bigger things at play. Of course. You know, whatever. You're teaching your son a lesson to say, make the best out of any situation. And everybody else is saying, lament over what you're losing, which is, I think, the problem. Correct. And it's defined by things that, you know, I think we just have to have our own little metric of what matters and what doesn't. Poor poor me attitude gets you nowhere in life. Help him learn from it. Help Help him deal with adversity and disappointment because of it. And you'll be fine. Georgie's making lemons out of lem- uh, lemon, lemonade out of lemons. God do bless her. The best you can with what you got right. in life and in Corona. That's yep. what you do. Yep. It's what you do. I got another one. Dear I'll be mailbag at gmail.com. This is uh it is nameless. We'll keep this we'll keep this alone for now. Uh we'll say it's S. Okay. Um political ant issue is the title. Dear Albie. You okay? You good? Anything else you want to watch while we're here? <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting worried about if I'm losing the listeners. I'm losing uh, losing the co-hosts no, no. of the day. I had to see something. Dear Albie, parentheses, still not engaged. Jules, boss lady. Candace, congratulations, by the way, to you and Olivia. Please don't use my name as I may get sued for defamation. I have been dating my husband for eight years, and last year we decided to get married. We did a Quaker marriage license, so no one was present. Too much family drama. My husband's aunt is very political. She ran for her local government and lost. She blamed my husband and I because we didn't help or vote for her. We don't even live in her county. After losing, she started seeing her married campaign manager. They had a multi-million dollar house built, moved in together, and he is loaded. Ever Ever since she met me, she hasn't liked me. I cannot have children, and she didn't want her nephew to marry me because of it. My husband and I dread holidays, and she always has something nasty to say, all while being all over her married man. She talks about all the money they have and how poor we are. My question is, do I tell her off or keep my mouth shut? Do I have a right to be skeeved out? My father-in-law always asks me to be nice, but it is torture for me and gives me so much anxiety. We have been told we are out of her will and are told in front of everyone that we don't deserve Christmas presents. I don't want to disrespect my father-in-law, but I'm also the type of woman who speaks her mind, biting my tongue. Thank you. You know, I was was going to say, has she done anything directly to her to warrant a blowback? And the answer is yes. Now that doesn't mean you have to be nasty. It it's simply like I don't you know maybe what, you don't understand the, that the ant you're saying has the ant done anything to yes, warrant a blowback right? Yes, 
and she has you know she she if, if what she's saying is true she belittles her in front of people uh let go back to me about the having not being able to have children part is she is she going after her for that or is that just something she just threw in there as a did you know i mean uh it it was like the go after her part like what do you mean well she said i can't have children so does she go after her for not having a family? Um, it looks like she said, uh, it, it it looks like it's more of a um, a blanket statement that part of the. I think I don't know if it's an assumption. Uh, it, that you know, it's not really that relevant. Well, no, she because it is you know, relevant. I cannot have children. Speaks to her character. She didn't want her nephew to marry me because of it. If she says that, I don't know if she's assuming or if it's said, but you know. Right. Well, then you're you're a rotten person because it's not a choice this woman made not to have children, number one. Number two, it's none of your damn business, okay? Number three, who needs your freaking money? It's not your money. You, you, you're you with some married guy, all right? So um, you sound like you've got all your bases covered, the ant, of being just a, a miserable human being. That's what I'm getting out of this. I, I, I'm seeing no redeeming qualities out of this woman from the letter. Now, let's play devil's advocate as a one-sided letter. What I find interesting and I need to know more about because she completely uh, was very suave in her way of getting a Quaker marriage license. Like, what is that? So in a Quaker marriage, you're not allowed to have anyone in attendance? So we had to look into that because I didn't know that they were in licensing. I thought Quakers were just into the oats. You know what I mean? So I want to know more about that because that was a very stealth move on her part. Well, she's even saying to have no one there and they don't want family drama. You know what I mean? Like now, look, I go back to the same thing. If you're the in-law, now they've been married quite a while, right? Um, and well, no, I'm sorry, they were dating for quite a while. They, they got married, married last a year. year. Yeah. Uh, I don't really love the idea of the in-laws like crossing the bridge of I've got a problem with that person. You have to kind of send it up the ladder. Like I don't like the exact fighting stuff. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, and it's an ant. So what? Why? What? Uh, the bottom line is this person that got the boyfriend with the money is just a douche. Terrible okay? person. Simple as that. Sounds like I, a terrible I, person. I could give you a, a true life example. Um, I'm not going to use any names or even too much of a description, but got a good friend and a friend. Right. More of a, one is an acquaintance. One's a friend. Good friend. And those two are friends, right? So you got two friends. I'm acquainted with one, friendly with the other one. One mother-in-law wins the lottery. Older, very older, much older lady wins the lottery, right? All of a sudden, he becomes a absolute aristocrat and starts demeaning and talking down to the other friend who you know through through no fault of his own was having a uh, a difficult time with with uh, finances was always pretty successful and you know economy things happened and he was had hard times this guy was a douche okay i mean a total dick you don't that's just rude now this lady who's got the boyfriend with the money she's only as wealthy as this guy says she is okay and it could be a flip side too it could be He's only as wealthy as she says he is. Doesn't have to be a man with the money all the time. But bottom line is, when he gets tired of her ass, he'll drop her like a bad habit, find some other bimbo to live with him, and she'll be as busted as. Well, well the other she girl. seems like okay. a very unhappy person. Yeah, first right. of I was all, because say that. He, when you when you 
proclaim that you lost an election from someone that wasn't even capable of voting for you. I can't go vote in Tennessee. So if if my son's wife lives in Tennessee and she decides to run for mayor of the town she's in and I don't vote for her, it, do you really think it's a realistic approach to say to me, you didn't vote for me so I can't, I can't vote for you? And guess what? Even if she could have, if she didn't want to, that's her right not to vote for her. All right, so you can't count on votes of friends and family to win an election. It didn't seem to me that she, A, did her job, B, was liked, or, or you know, C, there was a candidate that was more, um, more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Al? Uh, more, uh, oh my God. More, uh, more. Capable of winning, more, you know, was better for the job. My brain Qualified. Qualified. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't even think of the word. This 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 quarantine is going to kill me. It's okay. Um, so stop making excuses for why you didn't win, especially on someone that you couldn't vote for. It seems to me that she just is an unhappy person in her life, and she's aiming her guns at anybody that she feels in her mind um, that she can get away with it. You know. Yeah, I, I think to your point, I think when people are like this, they're definitely. You know, they're on edge all the time. They're unhappy. They're thinking about what they're saying before you even get there. They live a miserable existence. What You know, it's not always easy, but sometimes what you have to do is almost feel bad for them. And and the more nasty they get, um, you know, the more deep that unhappiness is. Because what they're trying to do is get that reaction out of you. And I also think the people that uh, like to look down upon others that aren't as fortunate them, you know, as them financially in their life are the ones that didn't earn it. Because the ones that truly earn it and felt fear and felt uh, the burn of not having to be able to do something for a loved one or for yourself are the ones that respect money. The ones that don't earn it and the ones that flaunt it are the ones that, yeah. that don't respect it and don't respect others let's because cut it, Let's of it. cut it down to the quick, all right? Just whoever wrote the letter, tell the lady that didn't question, the aunt, whatever she is, to fuck off. So, so she, so she, because her question is exactly: Do I tell her? Do I tell her off or keep my mouth shut? Tell her to fuck herself. How's this that? is it. If she, if she, you know, if she feels strongly about it, she should speak to her. And wherever they land, and if the relationship is is soured because of it, then so be it. No, here, and here. I would like to think that her father-in-law and her in-laws would respect her decision because she is clearly on the, on the receiving end of all this negativity and why should you have to handle it you know this is this is the exact response i recommend Mm -hmm. okay the next time you see her and she says something to get under your skin you look at her straight in the eye and say i'm sorry do you know cohen what she'll say do you know cohen who's cohen cohen yeah, go and fuck yourself. Did you just come there up with go. that? Did you just okay. think about that? Done. Did you End do that of story. You did that on your own? That's Was that it. just on your head right now? Bottom line. Okay? That should be the episode. Go and fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> I mean, look, I'll tell you what. Call me passive. Say whatever you want. Here's what I think. When you are the in-law in that in that whole thing, are you just going to create problems for the rest of the family if you go down that road? Which, in turn, I don't, I'm not saying I'm, I'm afraid of confrontation. The people that you spend more time with, is that going to make it awkward when you see them? Because are they, are they going to look at you and say, man, like we're just trying to get through Christmas and I just want to be done with it. Just let her okay. fucking talk. Timing who cares? Maybe, that may right. be fair for timing, right. but she should not have to bite her tongue. Not and forever. If the, if the other but, family members have issues with that, then you ask them if they know Cohen. Well, okay. I, I think, That's it. I, I, think, I think that where Nobody this comes down. Nobody should have to deal with that. Well, what it comes down to, all I'm saying is I don't think that she's dealing with it. I'm saying you have to look at it and say – Am I going to cause problems for me on the everyday, 
where I'm seeing this person four times a year, right? Can I deal with it? All that other stuff. Yeah, it gets in your skin and all this and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but can I just let it go, give her a snarky look, whatever well, you got it to you... do? Because if all you're doing is responding to make yourself feel better and you know you're not going to – because if, if this person's that bad, like I've got no bones about cutting people off, even family. At a certain point, I'll fight like hell to kind of keep things cool. But when you know certain, something is too far gone, okay, nuke them. That is how I, that's how I look at it. But you have to be very, very okay with walking away from that forever. Correct. It's not your relationship to walk away from. Well, it is in, to a degree. All right, so you have to, like you said, you have to assess the situation and what's the collateral damage? What's the collateral damage in me doing this? What's the domino effect? All right, now, if it's to save yourself and your sanity, I get you. I hear you. All right. But at the same time, if it is somebody that is known to be an ass and the known to be disliked and everything and you have to swallow it for four times a year, are you capable of doing it? If you are cool. Yeah. If not, then don't do it. You know, we, speak your piece. We beat so, that horse. So enough. I just think that this is an unhappy person, an unreasonable person. And you just look at it that way and live your life the best way right. you can without them. That's it. I like it. Mm. I'm going to close on Cohen. That's a good place to, to close, I think. Okay. Um, guys, anything you want to say to the community while they're dealing with all this stuff? Guys, the, you know? yeah, listen. Like, like, let's we're going back to our first email. You got This is our life right now. This is the hand we've been dealt. Deal with it to the best of your ability. It's okay to have bad days. It's okay to feel uncertain. But the most important thing is take care of yourself and the health of those around you and respect what we need to do at this time. Because the more we respect it, the faster we'll get out of it. All right, community, I'm just going to say one thing. If somebody gets under your skin, someone gives you a hard time, don't take anybody's shit. Look them right in the eye and say, do you know Cohen? That's it. They won't go away. I know a Cohen that I love, and it's not that Cohen. <laughs> okay, just to be clear. All right. Well, he doesn't count. That's not the same. There's it's not funny, only one Cohen out there. That basically means everybody listening knows Cohen, technically yeah. speaking. I but, love that Cohen. The Manzo family loves that Cohen. But you guys don't have to Cohen. <laughs> You're right. You guys are cool. We're good. Dear Albie Mail, back at gmail.com. We love you all. Everyone stay safe. Hit us up. Don't take any shit from anybody. Tell your, tell your friends. Guys, rate us. Download. Check out the other episodes, too, because we did a bunch. I think I don't know if everybody... Um, uh, I don't think I made that clear the first time. We had, we had a... Uh, we went daily for a little while. Um, and then... Um, had to it's break just, on that it's, it's bit. hard to go daily but, when you're the only one in the house. Uh, so yeah, it's, it. it's rough. But hey, we're making it work. Love you guys. See you. Bye.